Hey you all and welcome to the Richelu podcast and I should start by saying a very big happy new month to all of you. I find it so mind-blowing how 2018 literally flew by because I can remember January when people were making their new year resolutions and like in the blink of an eye we are in the last month of the year and don't get me wrong I, I feel it's great like it's December and I love December I so love it because like Christmas it's Christmas uh, it's Christmas <laughs> so yeah I'm actually very excited and I can't wait for the new things this month and the coming year year have in store for me and for everybody I know so uh, today's episode we're going to be talking <laughs> like I mean we always talk but today we're going to be talking talking if you know what I mean okay so some weeks back I saw this tweet a girl she tweeted about how she got raped and uh, it was a very sad story I mean rape is always sad or abuse of any sort but I was going through the comments and there was this guy he said um don't girls of these days have anything better to do than to talk about how they were abused and someone else replied him person commented and said um so are you saying that girls shouldn't talk about how people hurt them or how they were abused and the guy the original guy said um well, it's not as if they shouldn't talk about how they were abused, but they should also learn to move on and forget about it. <laughs> when I read the tweet, I was like, wow. Like, there were many other comments, but that one really, it really um, stood out to me because many people feel that way. Because there were many likes, and for them to be many likes, that means many people agree. And I found it sad, like, if I were the girl and I had found the courage to come out and talk about how I was raped, and then someone in the comments is telling me just move on. I mean, yes, don't dwell, like, I don't even, you don't just tell someone to move on from that thing, and the guy can only say that thing because you don't understand what it is like to be a woman. And many guys don't many guys will always see it like women are just complaining in quotes because you do really do not understand how like you don't understand how it is to be us this is a problem many women everywhere around the world face if you brought 40 women in a room different ages maybe from 13 years old to 50 years old and you ask them how many of you here have got abused before molested um cat called groped if inappropriately or even raped i promise you that out of that 40 more than half would raise their hands because it's something we may have to go through every single day either someone is grabbing your ass someone is comp- um, saying something about how your breasts look someone is touching you it is something we go through every day and society has made it in such a way that it's meant to seem in quotes normal and we should in quotes move on when these things happen to us because when we complain it's as if we are in quotes complaining i always put everything in quotes because they don't make sense these things we tell ourselves it doesn't really make sense so you don't understand 
or the people saying we are complaining don't understand because they've never been in our shoes and it's 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 the truth someone can come and say yes rachel um but there are men out there that also get abused or raped and yes i know i'm not discrediting that fact but if you brought men the same number of men and same number of women and you ask let me say you brought 20 men and 20 women and you ask those that group of people how many of you here have got um abused before i promise you that the number of women will be more because it is very prominent in the woman's life right from the time she even sometimes before a woman hits puberty she's already been abused by men and it's it's to many people it's normal because in quotes men will be men and i am tired of that narrative i am tired and i've sat down and this is why it has taken me so long to come out and because i have a story and i've thought about it so many times i'm like if i talk about it would they tell me it's my fault because either they are telling us to move on they are are saying it's your fault like maybe you they will say why did you go to that party if you are still at home you wouldn't have been abused or why did you go walk to that room alone or why did you um, wear that kind of clothes you know they always make the victim that's the woman they will always make it look like it's your fault and then the men that committing these disastrous acts and like they are left to go free and i i hope that one day the narrative will change and it will be better and the men that actually do these things will be held accountable because it's not encouraging but you have to find courage somewhere right so i'm finding my own courage and i'm talking about my own story and maybe who knows some somebody out there it might help um just a heads up this podcast is going to be longer than normal because we're going to be talking i am going to be talking rather of something it's a long story and i'll just start when i was in secondary school i went to an all girl secondary school I, I used to be i not even used to be even presently i am bigger than my i look bigger than my age people always look at me as and assume i'm older than i am and it's, it's it has been happening for a very long time and i found it normal so when i was in um secondary school my just two i was 11 i used to look 15 then i remember and um there was this male teacher this particular male teacher that took a liking to me in my just two who always come to my class ask about me and that time they used to give teachers um snacks during school hours so he'll bring his own snack to me and give me and you know like and my friends used to tease me about it you know even like and my classmates would be like ah rachel and it was mostly because when he brought the food i would share it with them i don't know if you've ever been to a boarding school but we're always hungry so any extra food is welcome and i never really saw as in, I, I didn't think much of it like i was in i was a fairly good student i didn't really enter trouble much and um i wasn't dumb i was respectful so i felt like maybe because i'm a good student you know teachers like good students maybe that's just why and that was the time i lost my dad so i wasn't really thinking too deeply about why this man took this special liking to me and maybe it was naive of me but i was i was as i said i was just 11. so um he continued he would come around ask me questions this one that one and i would just laugh about it 
he never really did anything um strange so he continued he was always coming to my class then but he would see me passing through his like because he he was one of those teachers that lived in school so maybe he would be in school and he'll see me passing and he'll call me and we'll just talk so um and sometimes when i had problems with other teachers he would come and help talk to them for me be like ah this student is good maybe i was maybe i'd been bad and i was punished he'll come and um talk to the teacher and then they will release me because he he had he he was labor master he had um had kind of stance so people actually used to listen to him and um it was just so in my ss1 by ss1 that time i had grown big like as in fat i had a lot of weight and I had big breasts <laughs> and so I was just big but then um, we because the way my school is the junior block and the senior block are kind of different so I says one block is like away from the offices of teachers so he stopped coming to see me and I never used to go to see him I never used to go out to his office no he would just he was always the one coming to see me so one day I went to his office because then like teachers share one office like we could see four teachers in one office so my own teacher my my one of my teachers was sharing an office with this labor master so i went to submit my my book and i because I, I, I was submitting late so i just went to submit it and he wasn't around so i just dropped it there and the other labor master was around so he called me it was like i had been avoiding him and um I've, I'm growing wings, just all this normal teasing, and I was like, no, it's just because I've been busy. And you no, know, my SS1, I was getting bullied, so I didn't. I was just unavailable mostly. Nobody really saw me <laughs> because I was either always doing something for the senior students, my seniors, washing their plates, their clothes, or serving one punishment or the other. So I was scarce. But I didn't tell him all this. I just told him it's a new class and things are happening. And okay, he now we just talked for a while. And by this time it was break time, so I told him I wanted to go back to my class before um, classes started, and so I won't miss the next class. I said okay, I should go, and I, he stood up, and then his key fell. But when I thought about it later, I realized that his key did not fall. He actually like threw his key on the floor. He now told me to pick it. Notes. I was fat, right? So my school uniform was kind of tight. Then I was I was wearing all my uniforms, and in senior class, our uniform is like a white shirt, a white collar shirt, and a blue skirt, and it was very tight. So I couldn't even bend properly, and if I bent, like all the clothes would just be so tight. But I still bent, and I picked it up, and I gave him. He was now laughing. I said, "Ah, you're growing breast, though." I, I can't forget, like, I can't forget all these things he said. I've tried and I, I I forget many things that happened in my secondary school, but I can't forget that one. Anyway, so, he said, you're going breast too, and I was like, eh? <laughs> I was so confused. He said, he's joking, I should just go. And I went. He asked me, okay, before I left, he said I should come and see him. That was, it was a Friday. And on Fridays, we do labor, and his labor master, he said I should come and do see him during labor. I just made one non-commuter sound and I left. So during labor, I, I forgot self. I wasn't and I wasn't going to plan. I wasn't planning on going to see him. 
because by then I had already started being very uncomfortable. You can be in a um, situation and your brain will just tell you there's something not wrong about this situation. So I was already beginning to feel very uncomfortable being around him. So I just didn't go. And he sent for me and I had to go. He told his seniors, come and call me. And I, I went and he was like, didn't he say I should come and see him? I'm, I'm becoming very um, stubborn. Is it because he likes me too much? I was just standing there and you know, just, <laughs> just smiling. He now said, I now, he said I should sit down. And I told him, because there was no one else in his office, he was just alone. And I told him that I wanted to go back to labor and do my own labor so I wouldn't get, because then if you don't do labor, you get punished. And he said that he's, he would tell the prefect to remove my name so I would not get punished. And I said I wanted to really work with my friends. <laughs> like, who wants to do labor? But I wanted to do everything possible to go out of that office because I was not comfortable. But he said I should sit down. And um, that he's telling me I should sit down. That why am I being stubborn? I sat down. We now started asking me questions. How is class? Who are my friends? Like, it was all normal. So he now asked me, have I stayed my, seen my period? You know, there's some kind of questions or there's a kind of thing someone will tell you and you'll be like, eh, where's this one coming from? So then I was like, eh? <laughs> and he was like, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, is he anything that, because he's married, he's a man, he has a wife and he has children. So he was like, that's, uh, uh, that he knows all these things now and I'm really looking like a big girl. I didn't answer. And I said, anyways, he knows I've already started seeing it. And I asked him if I could go. He said, what am I doing like this? And I said, please, I, I really need to go. I, I made up a lie. And then he said, okay, I should go. And I left. I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I felt like, first of all, I was ashamed. And then I, at that point in time, my SS1, I wasn't talking to many people. The whole bullying thing. There were too many things on my mind. So... I didn't really... And I stayed, I stayed avoiding him. Like, he even... If on the rare case he's passed my class, I would hide or something like that. And I felt it would be enough and with time he would just forget about me and he would stop. Because there were other girls, like I wasn't like the only student. He, they, like as we grew in class, I found, I, I got to learn that he used to, he's not, I wasn't special in any way. And he, this was thing, this was something he did to other students, but he would find a favorite in the set and show his attention on how and all this kind of thing. So, and at this point in time, I was no longer stupid. I knew some things. So I was like, you know what, this is not a comfortable situation and I don't want to be part of it. So I tried to avoid him every time and he started acting very weird towards me. Like as a lab, as labor master like he is, he will see me sometimes and just tell me I should go and get a broom and sweep this area or something like that as if he was angry with me for something. And I, I didn't complain because he stopped calling me to his office and I was like fine if he's just to sweep. I mean I'd save, by that time I'd served all the other punishments I could. People, my seniors were bullying me, telling me to do punish like I had swept, mopped, scrubbed, cut grass, washed plates. So him telling me to just sweep from a little area wasn't really much. So I was like, fine, if this is what you tell me to do, just to give me a loan, no problem. So I would sweep it happily. And 
like I stopped seeing him for a while then in my SS SS3 he came because in my SS3 we had to come back down to the um, students block and he was there he was he now became and he was an apart from being the labor master he was an economics teacher so um he would come and teach economics and there was another of my friends like by now i wasn't his favorite anymore so he had another favorite in my set and she was in my class so he would come and give her his food and everything and me i'll be like okay thank god he's no longer me and i hope he's not doing anything strange to this girl or anything like that so i just used to ignore him one day he came to my class wearing much in class and he's one of those teachers that like to tell stories so he said talking and me i was normally when he comes i just zone out because i don't want to have anything to do with him he now started talking about how um but this day he just said to address me and the funny thing he had not talked to me in a very long time he now said um do i remember when i used to be his favorite then i started acting too big and he started that now he has found another favorite that if i was still his favorite things he would have done for me eh? and in my mind i was like is it done for me or done to me <laughs> because ah i'm very sure that like, i i didn't trust that man there was i just i didn't trust him at all and i just did not want anything to do with him so he we just laughed about it my classmates were like it's true because they remembered now when he's come and give me his food and everything but I just, I just kind of laughed because they won't understand. They just see the surface like he's giving me food, and I threw my chance of getting extra food away. I, as I said, we're in boarding school. Any chance to get extra food is very welcome. <laughs> but I, I was happy without his extra food and his extra attention. I was happy that way. So one day. Like in SS3, we have extension where the rest of the school go home and then we stay behind. So um, that extension had ended and it was the day we were meant to go home. So my my uncle was meant to come and pick me from school, but he was running late. So I was the only person in class. My classmates had left early. So I was just sitting there and I was writing. I remember clearly. By this time, I had... I was still fat, but my clothes were kind of loose. They were losers. So I was sitting down, and, I, and my seat was at the back. So I was sitting down at the back of the class, and I was just writing, and I, I kind of zoned out. Like, I was writing, and I wasn't really paying attention to my surroundings. But then I felt someone's hand going inside, like, the front of my... Because I was wearing a gown. I was in White House, so I was wearing a White House, a white gown. Like, we have house gowns. I was wearing my white house gown and it was big and there was space everywhere. So I felt someone's hand going like down the front of my my um, gown to cup my breasts. And I, I, the way I jumped up and I turned and I saw him. And he laughed and he said, hey, your breast is big. And I was like, sir. And that was just all I said. I said, sir. And he was like, I what now? that as if I don't know that my breast is big I don't know like I just felt dead thing I was looking at him 
and I told him I had to go because he had come for me. So I packed my things. He said I should give him my number so that he would talk to me in the holiday. I told you I don't have a, I don't have a phone. And at that point in time I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a phone in my SS train. So I told him I don't have a phone. So I should give him my mother's number. I just smiled and I can't remember how I didn't, but I did not give him my mother's number and I packed my things. And I went to my matrons, like immediately. I went to my matrons, like matrons are the people that take care of you in your hostel or your dormitory. And I told my matron, because there was this matron I used to be close to, I told her what happened, that I was in class and I was writing and this teacher just came and just put his hand down my my gown and he touched my breast and he, he didn't even just touch it he cupped my like you understand when someone you're intimate with just cups your breast like and i was like that's what he did and there were two two of them were there so there were two matrons and they still laughing <laughs> and they said how won't he touch my breast when i'm growing fat and all my um my clothes are showing off my breasts because I like the gown had this v neck, and because I had big breasts, it kind of had a cleavage. It wasn't to my doing, I wasn't making like it wasn't my fault that <laughs> my breast is big and yeah, I have a cleavage. But they said, um, Why won't you come and touch my breast when I'm going too big and um, I'm just showing my breast anyhow? Now, see, I can't even tell you how I felt. I mean, I had taken up the courage to report something I felt very violated about to people that were supposedly meant to care about me, and they, they said they were saying it was my fault. Like, it was my fault for having big breasts, it was my fault for wearing a gown that showed my cleavage. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say, I just, she said that I should just go home, that I should not worry and all this kind of things, just made a joke out of it. So, I left, I cried, I went back to my, another class, because I couldn't go back to my class in case I came back, and I cried, because, I don't know, like, why? I don't even know how to explain it, but I cried and I didn't tell anybody else because who knows, the next person I told might even say I'm lying about it. So I just left it and I came back the next term. This was second term. And um, he came to my class and he called me out and he said, so I went to tell my matron that they came to tell him and then that do I know that they were laughing about it and laughing about me that's all he was saying and that's why I might make it such a big thing that just because he touched my breast small that's why I went to come complain that's what this grown ass man was telling me I didn't I didn't tell him anything all I wanted to do was just to leave and graduate you know because i felt if i graduated everything would be better i won't have any teacher looking at my breast or touching my breast i won't have any matron talking about me and from that day forward anytime i pass those matrons they'll comment on my dress 
they will say I was wearing either hmm, Rachel, this your gown is too big or it's too small. Or I won't this your breast grow smaller. As if like for someone that was already fat, I already had some kind of like I already had esteem issues. I, my my self-esteem wasn't the greatest. So then pointing out like my body, pointing out my clothes, I already I, wow. It, it just wasn't helpful. It wasn't helping me at all. So I used to try, like, I just, I hated my school. I won't lie. I really hated it. I wanted to leave. And I was always embarrassed. Like, that feeling of embarrassment and shame just never left. Because I felt, okay, maybe it was actually my fault. Like, it's my fault I'm fat now. I mean, I've overeaten. So, it's my fault. My breast is just big. Maybe it's my fault for not buying bigger uniforms way bigger uniforms so i would look very shapeless and maybe nobody would notice me maybe it was my fault but i couldn't start telling my mother to buy new uniforms for me every time i don't i just wanted to graduate really so i graduated and i thought everything would be better <laughs> oh my god such a lie because they didn't get better another story so I graduated right and life actually got better for a while then one day i went to make my hair my hairdresser sophie um shop and i i underestimated how much you take so i had to pay her with my transport money and i didn't have extra change and i didn't want to call my mom because like it wasn't late at night per se it was just that evening time maybe past six to seven and at my hairdresser's house um the salon isn't so far from my house like with car with if you're using a car it would be like five minutes five no ten minutes it would be like ten minutes so if you're walking it would be like 30 minutes and i said in short i would just go i would just i think i now i also underestimated how far the journey was going to be so I said I would just walk home. I still walking. And that day, it was one, it was that season where night comes really early. So um I still walking and it's got dark, but it wasn't still late, it was still around like kind seven. And I was hurrying out, like I was walking really fast. I texted my aunt to tell her because my aunt wasn't around but we talked a lot so i told her that i was on the road though she said why didn't i call my mom i said i don't i didn't want my mom to shout at me because she would see because before i left so my mom asked me if the money would be enough and i told her yes so i didn't want to start calling her to drive and come and pick me i just didn't want to in my mind i didn't want to stress her so i said i'll just walk home and i mean it's exercise <laughs> i will lose weight i still walking night fell I continued walking now the roads are like it's I, I live in Portacourt and many people in Portacourt are towns so as I was walking there were always people calling out hey fine girl ha this your your look good come now let me talk to you I was so scared I I don't know how many times I've been that scared in my life I was walking so fast I was like God I and I kept on praying god please god please let me just get home safely because honestly i was scared 
some men will come out from i had to pass through bars and like the i don't know how to explain the road but there are bars by the side and men will come and touch me tap me i was called i was scared i was scared at a point i said you know what i can't work anymore there's no possible way i can continue working and this man will continue cat calling me and and touching me and i, I just wanted to enter a car and go home immediately so i stood by the road at the first taxi i went to i said i told him i didn't have money he said he can't carry me i, I told him that if he takes me to my house i will pay at the gate say he can't carry me because he, he's not a drop just a taxi I finally got one empty car and entered and told him I didn't have money. He said, no problem, I, I shouldn't pay, I should just, he'll help me and he'll take me home. So he took me to my my street and I told him to drop, like, it's okay, I'll, I'll walk the rest of the way. Yeah, and I, he said, okay. So I wanted to open the car and he locked it. And I, like, alarm bells just started ringing in my head. I was like, Jesus Christ, this man's going to kidnap me, he's going to rape me, Jesus Christ. He now said, um, that will I just go like that? I should give him something now. I was like, what do you want? He said, I should give him my number. I said, my number? He said, yes. I said, no problem. I gave him my number. He now said, let him carry me home, that he wants to know my house in case he wants to visit. And I said, no, I live with my friend. I just came here to visit, and my friend will not appreciate me bringing someone to her house. It's not far. That I just the lies I was telling. He asked me my name. I told him favor. Cause favor is my my lie name. Any guy that asks me my name, and I'm not telling. I just say favor. So I told him favor. He said he 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 was going to call me, and I came down. And then I tried to open the door again. It was still locked. Then he opened it and smiled. And I came down and I stared. Like, I was literally running. Because I was like, before this man decides to turn back and come and carry me or something like that. And I got, but the point is that I got home. I didn't tell my mom what happened though. She would have shouted at me more. I have never seen, do guys understand? Like, have guys been in that position? like you enter a girl's car i don't know and she locks the door like what do you want me to think i'm not and obviously guys are stronger so if that guy had do you understand what was running through my mind at that point in time so i don't understand why you tell me get over it i mean okay yeah sure get over it it's it's not something that serious just give me a heart attack for like five minutes have you ever been in a girl's car and she locks the door after asking you to give her something? Yeah, I, I, I'm really curious. Like, I want to know. Or is it the time that um, I was coming back? I, as I said, I stayed in Puerto Rico. I was coming back from somewhere. So I used the bus. I rarely use buses, but that day I wanted to. I was in the haste. So I used the bus. And they stopped me at the bus stop and I came down. And one of the conductors just grabbed me. Like, he grabbed me to him and he hugged me. Like, held me tight. And I was like, what? What? I couldn't even... Like, my, I was now pushing at his chest. He had finally let me go. 
he now said ah, i just wanted to feel i don't know he, he spoke book um, pigeon i just they want to feel this your breast like they look at since and look very fine that's what he said and the women and the men around still laughing and i was standing there shame ah i don't know shame just shame was really heavy on me like women all these market women that stay by the roadside nobody said anything nobody said ah how would you touch that girl like that do you know her they were laughing because it was funny you know that a girl you don't know for anywhere comes down from a bus and you grab her and then you tell her this your breast fine i just didn't look out for like am i meant to be i don't know am i meant to feel complimented was that the point was is that what you want you expect me to say that oh yes i i felt it was a compliment so these are like or they can keep on giving instances or is it the time i will follow my mom to the market and we're buying things for my brothers to go back to school and i was walking and all these market sellers i'll come and be like buy from me buy from me one touched my ass and i turned back and i slapped him and then my mom came back she was like what happened and i told her what happened and she was shouting and the market men and the market women there were like "Uh uh-uh why is she feeling like they were talking to me like why am i feeling big that this man i don't know touched my ass and i slapped him and you're asking me why i am feeling big oh god when i think about all these things eh, sometimes i'm just down sometimes like why am i a woman why am i a girl why why was i not born a man i mean because <laughs> it's tiring it's tiring I mean, now I'm. I hated my body, eh? like before this year. I've not told anybody, but I hated my body. And that's why I said working out with God. I want to change the way, if it's possible. I heard that you can lose your breasts if you work out. I still working out to lose breasts. I was like, if I lose weight, I can lose my breast and to go and all this attention and because I, I don't know if you guys feel that girls like the attention i don't know if people feel like we are we are so impressed when you tell us all these things that you tell us i don't know if that's your plan or if that's what you're, if that's what you're thinking but it doesn't work like that i spent so so much time hitting my body i'll stand in front of the mirror and i'll be like God, why am I a girl? Why can't I be a boy? Flat chest, flat ass. It wasn't till this year, middle of this year, that I stepped saying, you know what? I'm going to change the narrative. I'm going to like my body. I'm going to, you should not like, I'm going to love my body and I'm going to love myself. I stayed taking a knife out in Porter Court. That if any guy, because after that bus incident, I said, if any guy should touch me, I'm going to cut him and um, <laughs> people think it's a joke and i can't wait for like the next guy that will touch me inappropriately and i will cut him there's always this small pocket knife in my bag my mom saw it one day and she just looked at me she didn't even ask what it was so 
that was the funny part but i'm serious about it i'm working so hard on my body like i now i'm not like I, I look at the mirror and i'm like okay god thank you i look good it's just now i can tell myself i look good and i'm okay with how i look before i look at the mirror and i want to cry in short i'll start crying because every time I went out, somebody was commenting on one body part of mine. And sometimes it wasn't enough for them to comment. They would have to touch. And you think it's okay. So I, I've never been raped. Thank God. But when I think about abuse in general, and I think about those that have been raped, I wonder how what they go through girls that have been raped i wonder i really wonder because i know how it's really messed up my brain when i was abused touched in ways i was not meant to be touched there's one particular incident that happened when i was way younger even before i have entered secondary school but i can't talk about that one now because I still I, I can't I can't even, because I can't even remember the details. Is that every time I try, I try to think about it, it's like there's this blank in my head, and I'm like, uh, I can remember to some extent. Then I can't remember anymore, and I don't know if it's normal or if it's something I've just done. I'm laughing about it now, but it's serious. Like it's it is what it is. I can't remember further than so 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 happened. This one this one happened. Well, there's a particular place I reach in the story and I'm like, and I don't know what else happened. So I can't even tell it. I don't know if I was raped. I, I don't think I was raped. But I have to tell you guys I'm tired. I'm tired of people thinking that um, our stories are just noise or we are just complaining. Because you do not understand, you don't understand what it is to be in our shoes. You don't understand what it is to go out in that in this very harsh, crazy world every day and keep being told that you're not enough, or even if you are enough, you're just enough as a sexual symbol, or just wanting or the other that makes it you always seem less. Like they tell you, you know, you're just for sex, your body looks good, your breasts look great, the touches, like, and you're you are expected to just move on, you know. Yeah, this so, so and so happened to me yesterday, but ah, I'll move on. You know, everybody has that willpower. But I believe, I believe that. As more people begin to tell their stories, as more people continue to tell their stories, this narrative will change. And these men, they'll keep holding them, like they'll keep holding them responsible for their actions. I went back to my secondary school not long ago and I saw that same labor master there. I hated him, God. I can't forgive him. Like, let me say I can't forgive him. I don't, I don't wish him dead. But he has a wife. I, I, I used to see his wife around. She's come to church because we had a chapel. I used to see his wife. And he looked at me and said, Richard, so since I graduated, I couldn't even... Because um, he got my number from the yearbook and he messaged me and I blocked him. Because in my in school yearbook, you put your number. So he mes- so got my number from the yearbook and he blocked me. And I saw one message one time on WhatsApp and he was like, it's, it's him. And I just blocked him. 
people to. He said since I graduated, I couldn't talk to him. And I was just giving him attitude throughout. Because I didn't want to tell him anything. Because when I look at him, I just remember this man that touched me. And made me so ashamed of myself. Well, I'm, I'm fine now. I mean, I'm here to tell the story, aren't I? I'm fine. And it won't end, I know. Tomorrow, some other stupid guy will feel like he's entitled to touch me or to talk to me anyhow or comment on my body. But <laughs> my knife is still in my bag. <laughs> so let's just see. And I'm not saying this to really help anybody. I'm saying it to help myself. Because when words keep building like in your mouth this, this is a story i wanted to tell for a while i just wanted to talk to someone about it and now that i've said it it's as if everything is out like i can i can finally just breathe and breathe well that's it i'm not crying <laughs> I'm sorry that this was so long 40 minutes wow i've been talking for a while i deserve accolades and um i'm better i really am better for saying it i pray we all can smile about it laugh about it be happy about it as in it i mean by about our lives like even if what we go through is shitty and messed up and so like it's just nothing you would wish for anyone else one day we'll live to tell the story and as we tell the story more people will tell their own story and with time men will understand that first of all they don't really understand what we go through then second of all they can't just get away with anything they go they do to us i believe it and that brings us to the end of this podcast i don't have anything much to say anymore i'll see you guys next week and we'll talk again and i want you all to stay safe (sighs) girls start carrying knives or pepper spray your bags but guys out there that feel entitled i just pray find the help you need Thank you for listening to my podcast. See you again next week. Bye. Love you.